You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. What's up and welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour with your hosts, Doug Eddy, Tim Keller, and Tyler Gunther. Bring us all inside the huddle. Whether it's in-season or off-season, this is your spot for the best and in in-depth Dynasty fantasy football advice. So let's not waste any more time and get right to it with Doug, Tim, and Tyler with another Dynasty Happy Hour. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. It is our annual Tinder episode so I'm your host, Doug. I'm here with Tyler. Tim couldn't make it. It's Father's Day. A karaoke party broke out at his house. His wife is a little tipsy. And he's like, it's a game time decision. We're like, dude, go take care of your thing. I told him to play Humpty Dance for me because that's my jam. R.I.P. to Shock G, by the way, um, of Digital Underground. My favorite karaoke song. I don't even need the words. I can walk around a room and do it. It's amazing. It's a sight to see. Maybe if you're nice to me in, in Canton during the Midwest Fantasy Expo and you approach me, at a bar, and there happens to be karaoke, I will do the Humpty Dance for everyone in attendance. But until then, this is all about our guest, Mr. Sal Lido. We love Sal. He comes on every year and does our Tinder episode. So Sal, I know this is is gonna be a little different than before because uh, rumor has it, you have a a lady friend in your life now. Yeah, 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 I did. uh, I've been seeing somebody for the last uh, little bit of time, I guess I will just say it that way. But um, I also feel like maybe we might have to update this to Dynasty Hinge because, you know, is now the app uh, that I think more people are using than Tinder. They're all pretty scary, to be honest. But uh, yeah, it's good to be back. And by the way, very sad that the Humpty Hump did pass away uh, not too Mm. long ago. We didn't lose that gentleman, so. It's been it's been a rough year in hip hop with DMX and some mm-hmm. others and and then Shock G. I was like, ugh, really? Humpty himself? I love how people thought he was two different people. That's the best part. <laughs> like, how could you think? It's just a guy with a freaking big nose and glasses. He looks the same exact way. It's it's a good IQ test for people if they think they're two different people. And I'm like, really? Uh, so anyway, so we're I mean, people eat- people are fooled by Superman just by putting on sun by putting on glasses. So I mean, we're <laughs> not smart. We're not very that smart is, when it comes to disguises. That is very very true. Clark Tyler. Kent. Yes, is Clark Kent. Kent. a different person. <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> I think we kidding? just. <laughs> he's obviously kidding. Come on. <laughs> I can't believe this. Yes, uh, we knew this. Tyler, how was your Father's Day? Uh, we you showed off your Father's Day gift earlier. When we logged into our stream yard. Um, so please explain. I got a dinosaur T-Rex costume. The ones that blow up. And I've had a ton of fun with it today. So last year, my wife got me uh, Scrubs Funko Pops. Scrubs is my favorite show of all time. Never saw it coming. And I'm sitting here thinking nothing can top this gift. What does she do? She oh, gets me this, T- this T-Rex costume. And does it again, like just blows my mind. I didn't expect it. I've always told her and I've seen them on TV and everything. I said, I want one of those. Like, I think they're on the Super Bowl this year uh, during halftime, 
halftime show. And I told her, I'm like, God, I would love to have one of those. And I got one today and I've had so much fun with it. That is awesome. Sal, so you have what? Three, three kids, right? I have three. Yeah. Yeah. How was your father's day? It was great. Um, my kids are, uh, I don't know how, how old yours are, Doug. I know Ty was a younger, right? I have an eight-year-old and a two-year-old, so they're young. Yeah, so you have young You have young ones also. Mine are 16, 19, and 21, right? And the nice. 19 will be 20 in a couple of weeks. So it's a little different. They, they take me out now, right? So Which is That's pretty beautiful. Cool. So um, of, of the three of them, the youngest one got called into work today for her job. So she couldn't come. We were going into New York City where my one daughter lives, my oldest so her and I had breakfast, the young one, this morning at IHOP, and then my son and I drove into the city to where my oldest daughter is. We took a nice walk over to, to Broadway, had a nice brunch, and, and hung out. It was it was a nice day. It really was. Nice. How alive is New York City? Does it feel kind of normal now? Because I just went out last weekend, and it was the first weekend I went out in like the public um, where it felt like it was normal again. How's New York well, City looking? So I think that New York City tourism is not back yet, right? Sure. That's just not a thing yet. So mm-hmm. Times Square, that type of stuff, it's not what you once saw it uh, be, but it'll, it'll come back. Everything's starting to open up. Um, yep. I work around the five boroughs. If you don't know, New York City's broken up into five boroughs. Everybody says Manhattan is New York City, but there's also Bronx, Brooklyn, Staten Island, and Queens. And I work all around those boroughs. And it's been kind of normal for me. I mean, I, I it's... I work in the healthcare system like Tyler does. So I go to work every day. I've never had any days off and my life has really been kind of normal. So I feel lucky to say that because I know it's not the same for everybody. Uh, But yeah, New York city's coming back and it'll be as strong as ever for sure. Yeah. I was in Newport. Is there like a Joe Burrow as well in New York or is that strictly in Cincinnati? Yeah, no Joe. That's my dude. You know, when they would always yell, where Brooklyn at? And I'm like, aren't you from Brooklyn? You should know this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, are you a, a Nets fan? Joke. Are you are you kind of sulking right now because you're a Net, Nets fan? No, I'm not a Net or a Knicks fan, really. I mean, I, I would pro, I would root for the Knicks over the Nets, but so I grew up in the Jordan era. I was a huge Michael Jordan fan. That's nice. like my favorite athlete of all time. Like, he's my favorite. So I was I was a call it a front runner, whatever you want to call it. I was my senior year of high school when they won the first championship, and I just was. So I was a Jordan and Pippen guy. Um, you know, I was watching the, the Nets. I wouldn't have been saying that they won. I mean, I like, uh, I don't like, I don't really care for Kyrie. Shenan I hate so Kyrie. I'm a Celtics <laughs> fan. Kyrie can jump off a freaking cliff. But, I don't uh, care. But I, I still like All the to do is go to the edge of the world. I mean, the world is uh, flat. It is flat, so, so he can just tumble <laughs> over <laughs> right into space. Bye, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did, I did, did watch that game and see Durant lost. They, they lost the game by one inch. He shot a two-pointer to tie the yeah. game with his foot on the line. If he hits the three-pointer, game's over. Series is over. Yeah. So, Sal, I got to get your take because it's the classic Jordan versus LeBron, right? Uh, Space Jam remake with LeBron? Sacrilegious? Disgusting? Like, what's your take? Uh, you know what it is? It's like anything else. They remake everything in Hollywood. Hollywood and, sucks. And There's no originality. Nobody has an original thought. Nobody has an original idea. So they just remake everything. So, interestingly enough, my son, my 19-year-old, he's a huge basketball fan. And he's a LeBron guy, and I and I I like LeBron. I think LeBron, you know, as far as his uh, basketball talents, is one of the best that's ever played the game. Absolutely. So what I tell my son all the time is there are things LeBron could do that Jordan couldn't do, right? Yep. But mm-hmm. LeBron James has never had the I'm taking the game over killer instinct that when Jordan said it's mine, I'm taking it. 
he could do it like nobody else. I've the never closest thing we had was Kobe. Too. Yep, I was the say, there's only like two Kobe. people I've ever yeah. seen where it's like they're shooting, like maybe Reggie Miller for shooting, but like defense and offense. Yeah. Kobe it's, would it's, take over like it's Jordan. Kobe yeah. and it's Jordan, mm-hmm. and that's I think that's it. I mean, LeBron is very close. I think LeBron just physical dominance is yeah. is uh, is just unheard of. You you you're not that big and can do the things he he does. Like Zion's maybe the closest. I don't think Zion can do the thing LeBron. Yeah, Zion's got to. He's like a baby deer. He's got to grow into that body, right? He's got to yep. learn how to use it. I'll tell you. The LeBron, the play against the Warriors end-to-end with the block and then scoring a basket is maybe one of the greatest single plays end-to-end I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. That was impressive, to your point, Tyler, the athleticism to do yeah. that. And and to play deeper into his age at the level that he's playing at is, so is impressive I, as well. I do want to add one more thing before we get off basketball is <laughs> Jordan, the flu game against Utah, when he just – well, who is it? Scott was his name. The point guard that was on Jordan or Byron Russell. Or, yeah. Byron Russell. When he lost his balance and Jordan shot that, like, I think everybody in the world was like, that's in like, that's over. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody knew. And I like, that's the thing with Jordan where it's like when he was on, it didn't matter if you had five guys on him, 10 hands in his face. Like it's in. Yeah. <laughs> stone, stone cold killer. Larry bird had a little bit of that in him too. Yeah, Larry Bird was just a you know he was the, that killer outside shooter before you know all these other guys came along. I don't even think there was originally three pointers when he first got into the. No, league. he le- used to lead the league with like a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it's just um, but that was a fun era of basketball. I enjoy the basketball playoffs now. I'm really, really enjoying the hockey playoffs. The Islanders have yes. a nice run right now. Uh, been, Bruins. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We took Islanders yeah. took them out. Yeah, don't was, don't get bad. me don't get me started on how I can't stand the Vegas Golden Knights style of play. Like we're we're not even going to get into that. I yeah, I can't this, this is a it. football podcast, so we should probably yeah. <laughs> move forward a little bit. So the way we're gonna the way that we're gonna do this, we're gonna take the startup ADP from DLF, which is Dynasty League Football, but today it's gonna be DILF for Father's Day. <laughs> hey, um, so we Dynasty League Football, check it out. Um, we're taking the June 2021 ADP. We're going to go through the rookies only. So we're going to give Sal where the rookies are being drafted in startup. And Sal is either going to swipe right at that ADP or swipe left. Now, Sal, just for the people that aren't in the dating game, like myself and Tyler, because we're on lockdown, give us an idea. Swiping left is you like it. Swiping right is you don't like it. Is that correct? No, you're, you're absolutely wrong. Oh, okay, so you swipe right if you like it. Swipe wife, right? You swipe wife. Don't swipe wife. Yes, Tyler yeah. and I swipe, swipe wife. Right if you like, left if you don't like. I I accidentally did that one, and yeah. three kids later. Yeah, that's the best thing that ever happened to you, pal. <laughs> then he swiped wife. You know what happens. Best right. thing that ever happened to you. So swiping Probably. right as we like, swipe left as we don't like. All right, so let's jump in and get into this thing. June twenty twenty one ADP DLF. Our first overall rookie coming in at the one, three, three, 108. Now we're using Superflex ranks because that's kind of the industry standard now in most dynasty leagues, I think. Um, so if you don't like that, it's on the website. You can sort it on your own. But we're going Superflex because we're trendy. Uh, at the 108, currently we're trendy. <laughs> I know, right? Currently, in between Dak Prescott and Saquon Barkley resides the first overall pick in the draft this year, Mr. Trevor Lawrence from the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Sal, this is going to be this is a tough one. Is it? It's is it swipe left, swipe right? Who's he around though? Like I what just players said, are he's, okay. he's in between Dak Prescott and Saquon. Try listening, Tyler. Jesus, he's in between I Dak download. and Saquon. I download. I don't listen. Yeah, you're, ter- <laughs> you're terrible. Uh, so Sal, give us your swipe left or swipe right, and tell us why on Trevor Lawrence at the 108 in a two QB startup. Well, first of all, I'm getting all the QBs that I can in, in a uh-huh. super flex, right? So. I mean, I, I'm Dak is right there. So if I've been unlucky now, I'm at the 108, and and Dak went before this pick. Um, boy, I got to look at who are the other quarterbacks that are in that area, right? I'm only getting Dak ahead of him. Who's the next closest quarterback, Doug? Can I get the answer on that? Yep, the next closest quarterback. He's at the 110 overall in startups, and that is Joe Burrow, followed by the uh, the 201, if you will, or 13th overall is Russell Wilson. So those are the two closest quarterbacks we're seeing after Trevor Lawrence. All right. So what I would do is, um, if I if I, I I'm swiping left on on Lawrence because I what want about you the to hair? The hair no, no. doesn't doesn't it doesn't turn me on. I'm a bald man. Um, and I don't, I don't need to live with that kind of envy in my life. It's fair. <laughs> my point is this, like Joe Burrow, we already saw what Joe Burrow could do in this league and they just gave him another weapon, right? Like, so that is going to be a pass happy offense. I, I, Lawrence is going to be good. It's got good young weapons, right? But I don't know that the coach is all going to be altogether that good in the NFL, you got to prove to me that he could coach in the NFL, that his system is going to work. It might be a rough couple of years under him. So I, I like Burrow more. So in this case, I would swipe left, and then I'd see little Joey waiting for me. Hey, Joey, what's up, kid? What up, kid? Tyler, what do you think? Are you taking Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence? I, I mean, the age difference isn't quite extreme as people – people really know i think it's like it's two almost, years it's almost three years so lawrence is yeah. 21 years and seven months joe burrow is 24 years and five months so it's about a three-year difference in age the difference is, is they're quarterbacks so sure. these guys are going to play and if one's they, coming off a major injury yeah i would say personally I, i'm okay with it i would swipe right i'm a big trevor lawrence fan i'm with sal though i kind of have this this shadow type feeling of like urban meyer is he even gonna be good i mean he's already he already seems like he's gonna make travis etienne just or a chess piece and it's gonna it could ruin him because i think travis etienne can be a good runner but it seems like urban meyer's kind of just messing with that flow i i'm okay with it i mean it's a risk we all took that risk with luck and and it paid off and we haven't seen a quarterback like this since luck so yeah i'm i'm okay with it and I'm and I'm I'm a settler, so <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I settled Minnesota. Uh, I, I say, why not both, Tyler? We both play in the UDPL, and I have okay. both of these quarterbacks. Nope. We're just going to move on. I have Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. So humble uh, break here. Cool. I say both, but anyway, I, I'm yet to uh, succeed in trying to get uh, two at a time off of Tinder. So good for yeah. you, Doug. All right, our next rookie coming in at number 20 overall is another quarterback. He was the uh, third overall pick in the draft uh, when the San Francisco 49ers moved up and traded the future to get him, and that is Trey Lance. So he is in between, to give you some context, he is right after A.J. Brown and Tyreek Hill, and he is just before DeAndre Swift and Nick Chubb. There's also another rookie quarterback where we can lump them in, or I'd like to treat them separately because they're not the same person. Um, We're not dating both of them at the same time. We're dating them individually here. So Trey Lance, number 20 overall 
in your Superflex startup. I love the fit here with San Francisco. I think he's going to be built for success right out of the gate with all those weapons. They sign Alex Mack. They sign Trent Williams long-term. They're going to protect him. Sal, do you feel the same? Are you looking at Trey Lance and being like, oh, man, swipe right. You, you're in a beautiful situation. I want a piece of that. Yeah, and I just finished saying I'm going to get as many quarterbacks as I could take, right, in the super flex. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not an age guy. I don't get hung up on age. And, and I look at Tyreek Hill being uh, ranked below A.J. Brown, and I, and I realize A.J. is going to have Julio across from him this year and taking some coverage off of him and stuff like that. But, I mean, I still think Tyreek should be ranked ahead of him or at least getting drafted ahead of him. So it's tough for me at this spot because I think that there's Tyreek in that situation – uh, with with Mahomes, I could start getting some. I could start getting some position players onto my roster. I've probably already taken one quarterback at this point, so I, I'm gonna. I don't. It's gonna be Trey Lance's job. Let's not, let's not be ridiculous. Garoppolo is gonna be the placeholder. Mm-hmm. Um, God, how old is Trey Lance? Trey Lance just turned 21. He is 21.1 years yeah. old. He's a baby. Oh my God! You know what? He's a sexy bastard. He's got those moves. I'm going to swipe. Minnesota. I'm going to swipe. Minnesota. Oh, he's from Minnesota. I just changed my mind. <laughs> well, don't you know? I'm going to swipe right on him. All right. He's swiping right on three lances. I like it. Tyler, are you swiping right? Or are you swiping left on Trey? What's your feeling? That is very early. And I know you talked about another quarterback being after him. Uh-huh. Uh, who? What quarterbacks are before him? Like just uh, before him, the quarter. Well, it's the one we talked about earlier. The first quarterback before him is Russell Wilson. Okay, so there's quite a gap between the two quarterbacks. Uh-huh. The fact that he's next to Russell Wilson and he hasn't pay- played a snap is is crazy at that price. Honestly, I think we have to swipe left. I love Trey Lance. You guys all know I love Trey Lance, but at this price already, oh man! Like it's if rich. I could, if I could get, um. Another quarterback plus, yeah, I, I'm all for that. And uh, man, I mean, that is that is tough because I think I, I had an argument on Twitter tonight about who Trey Lance is. Somebody said he could be like Lamar Jackson, and I'm sitting here saying he's already a better thrower than Lamar Jackson. That is very true. Yeah. So, uh, in my opinion, I think Lance is going to succeed. It's all on the risk. I mean, if you took if you took Trevor Lawrence and you come back the next round. I don't think you should take Trey Lance. I mean, I think you should go a different route. Uh-huh. It all depends on the situation, but at that price, I think I'm out. Gotcha. I know you would take DeAndre Swift, who's right after him in ADP. <laughs> See, I don't know if I would. Ooh, really? And, that's and you that's la- spicy because that, that's your guy. It is, but like Sal explains, we're in the UDPL, and I'm in kind of quarterback hell. Like I've got Aaron Rodgers, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I got the next quarterback we're going to talk about. Yes, you had Deshaun Watson, so you're even in a worse position about a month ago. Yes, yes, and and if you don't have that quarterback stability, like you know some random person Doug has, <laughs> if you only had uh, Joe Burrow on that roster, I, I tell there's you, there's a lot of bitterness. If you can't tell, <laughs> um, yeah, if you got that stability in a superflex, it allows tons of possibilities with the rest of your roster. So mm-hmm. quarterbacks are king in superflex. If you've got two young studs. And you've got like a good older backup, like a Fitzmagic, or or even, or I don't know who who else would be a good backup, like Daniel Jones as a third quarterback. That would be fantastic. And then the rest of your roster is just you 
You can getting focus value. on all the ancillary positions. Like rookie, rookie drafts, you're going to hit value all the time. Because you're not reaching, you're not reaching for quarterbacks. You don't have to. Yep. And yeah. in my in my startup strategy, it's always quarterback, quarterback, and then done. You don't have to worry about it. It's kind of like my Scott Fishbowl strategy, I think, this year. Because <laughs> I know they're going to go flying off the board. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. So let's get into our next player. Just a couple spots down from Trey Lance is another rookie quarterback. Surprise! It's Justin Fields of the Chicago Bears, who apparently is not going to start. It's going to be Andy Dalton. <laughs> if you even believe that, get out of here. Um, so just to give you some context, DeAndre Swift, then it goes Justin Fields at 22, followed by a series of running backs, Nick Chubb, Cam Akers, Derrick Henry, J.K. Dobbins, and then the next quarterback off the board who has a lot of question marks around him this year is Aaron Rodgers. So Justin Fields, number 22 overall, ahead of some of those stud running backs. Sal, are you... You, I know you say you like to draft the quarterbacks, but we're talking Chubb, Akers, Henry, and even Dobbins, who I think is a little highly ranked here, in my personal opinion. Are you going to lean running back here? So you swiping left or are you swiping right on Mr. So, Fields? So, yeah, I mean, listen, I didn't have the uh, all that information in front of me when I swiped right on uh, Trey Lance. So now it feels like I swiped right on Trey Lance. I've been talking to him in the DMs, and, and I set up a date, and then I – oh, man, I came across – this beautiful you're ghosting him aren't you beautiful justin Fields. so now i'm blocking <laughs> i'm blocking trail lance i'm like hey, you man, can oh my god that is so bad because i so really mean. do think that I, I mean boy i think that trey lance i mean um justin Fields should be going ahead of trey lance personally i think length of career justin fields is gonna have a better career than trey lance so if i could have gone back in time and taken a running back or a wide receiver where i did swipe on trey lance then I'd be going Justin Fields here. No um, second date for Trey Lance. Yeah, no, oh, it's man. like you know, I, I, he's young. He'll he'll rebound. I start doing things at that first date that turns them off, so that way they don't they don't request me back. Um, <laughs> so which is basically just show up, sabotage, yeah, just show just, up, just be showing. Hey, you up. and me the same. You Usually and me the does same. that. So uh, I'll be honest with you, Henry, who's I've owned Henry. In every league that I'm in, it from startup to one because he's just my favorite. It's he's too long in the tooth at this point. Of course, he'll probably have another good season, but sure. how many more of those? I'm I'm a Cam Akers guy. I think Akers is going to be going to be a stud. You know, I I I hope you're talking that, to two Florida State fans, so I'm yeah. not going to disagree with you. But I, I'm going to swipe right on Justin Fields because I feel like I made a mistake earlier swiping right now on Trey Lance. I like it, Tyler. Are you swiping left or are you swiping right on Mr. Fields? I really like Fields, and I actually, you know, the you hear about oh well, there's the curse of the Chicago quarterbacks, or there's a reason why he fell. But then you hear about these teams wanting the trade up for him. They're Minnesota, like, uh, like the Vikings. Mm-hmm. If the Vikings were to get him instead of the Bears, people would be like, oh man, I'm all in. But you're not going to see him as soon as you're going to see him this year. I I've been an Andy Dalton supporter for my whole life because I have to part of the redhead club. You just have to. And um, I don't think he's going to last long. I'd give it a week. And I mean, they play the Rams week one. I heard on a podcast, the sacrificial, the sacrificial Sacrificial Rams Ram per se. And uh, I think Fields is going to start week two. I, I, all I've heard out of camp is positive stuff about Fields. He's got that dog mentality. He's a guy who's going to rip your heart out if you do him wrong. He's going to work his tail off. All positive. I mean, this guy's got the right attitude. I'm loving it. I'm happy I have him in a league 
and that's the only league I have him in. I, I was so, I was able to get my only field share in my very last rookie draft. It was a single QB dynasty. I we had the 101. We picked Najee Harris, who's coming up here soon. And then at the 201, we already have Joe Burrow. It's single QB, but I was like, you know what? I don't own Fields anywhere, and I wasn't in. We were good at receiver. I wasn't in love with some of the other players there, so we took Fields at the 201 because part of it was like, I don't I don't have a share of him anywhere, and I really want to yeah. own him somewhere. Um, so that was part of the decision making, and it never hurts to have a potentially really good backup quarterback as well. Burrow was our only really startable asset on yeah. that team. So, yeah, and Fields has that Konami code meant like he has. He ran a four four. Dude's yeah. Dude can fly. He's fast. He's huge. I mean, he he's he played through injury Cam- in the championship game or the yeah. playoff game. Like, yeah, he's he's like looked up to Cam Newton his whole entire life, and honestly, I think he's a better thrower right now than cam newton probably ever was i would have loved the pats to moved up to get him because it would have been perfect he could have learned under cam for a year or six weeks whatever um and it would have been great but you know pats states now you got number 50 mac jones number daddy mac the mac daddy the daddy mac he's he wore his uh, uniform backwards the other day i'm just kidding no he didn't all right um if you're old you'll get that joke like sal crisscross will make you jump jump that's right warm it up chris i'm about to all right, let's get on to our next rookie. we got a little bit of a gap here. We are going to get to our first non-quarterback, and that is Jamar Chase. So he's coming in at 32 overall uh, here in your startups. Now, to give you, again, we talked about J.K. Dobbins to Aaron Rodgers as the next quarterback. He's got two receivers in front of him. The first one is C.D. Lamb, followed by Stephon Diggs, and then Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and then Jamar Chase, who's ahead of DeAndre Hopkins by a spot. Um, so this is a really interesting, I think I've been doing a lot of redraft analysis cause we're kind of switching over on trophy time. And Jamar chase is like the wide receiver 20 in redraft, which to me is super rich in dynasty. I love Jamar chase, especially in Superflex. I was, I was able to get him at the one Oh five in a couple of drafts and I was pumped. So for me, like in this particular spot here, I think it's a swipe, right? But I want to know what Sal thinks is, Hey, he's got Joe Burrow. We talked about him earlier, how you like Joe Burrow. Do you like Jamar Chase just as much to maybe, you know, maybe date him for a little while, see what he's all about, keep him around on your roster for a long time? Talk to me, Sal. Yeah, he better not bring around his friend T. Higgins, right? Because that might be a problem right off the top. What if you do a double date, though? What's up? But Oh, shit. I didn't know your roommate looked like this. What's going on? But um, (laughs) how close close is is C.D. Lamb in, in, in this? CD Lamb is four spots above him. It goes Lamb, Diggs, Kelsey, Kittle, and then Jamar. Well, if CD Lamb is there, then I'm swiping. I mean, I'm swiping right on CD before him. I mean, I, I think CD Lamb has a shot to be a top five. I, I just love that I was able to trade for CD Lamb from you and Bartab, and that was beautiful. So thank but you. That's right. I I I I said everybody's up except for him, and I gave him away. But you paid you paid up for him. So. I paid, and I got Jamar Chase in the on, in the auction. My team is yeah. looking looking nice. So My I'm, team I'm over scared. there is I don't know if atrocious is strong enough word. For that team, but it's <laughs> it looks not- like my team when I, I took it over a few years. I ago. I thought your team would be so much better after I left, but no. I never recovered from whoever drafted that team or auctioned that team because I I, I took it over right after yeah. the, the startup auction. And it was, uh, it was a mess. And I've made some runs here or there. Last year, I think I made the playoffs. I yep. traded a little bit too much away to get Breeze because I needed a second quarterback. Mm. And at, looking at that offseason, I was like, Joe Burrow. I mean, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, that's my only quarterback in this league. Blow it up. So I traded everybody. Mark Hill way overpaid me for Ezekiel Elliott. Thank you, Mark. 
Um, yeah, you got a nice price for Zeke. I'm, I miss that league. I I mean, there's a couple leagues I like Pigs 3. I, I left you had way a, too oh early. Oh, my God. You had such a good team in Pigs 3. My Pigs 3 now. team oh. finally was just settled, and I left because I you know I joined a different oh, league, and then that league, I, that league I had to actually leave the league I left Pigs for because of not being able to make it to the in-person draft and all that. So it was like, oh, I should never left. And Bar Tab was another one where, I mean, there was no entry fee. And I think I just think it's the John Bosch effect in auctions that just – it really rises my anxiety. It wasn't and bad this year. I, I think I just think it's knowing John Bosch is behind me. Like he's like my, like right waiting you're for me. You're, you're looking at the clock. It's got John. five. It's got five minutes left, and you're like, I know John's going to bid me up. He's got too much money. He's going to bid me up. I know it's going to happen. And it it wasn't this. It wasn't that bad this year. I was actually like, wow, my anxiety isn't spiking like it has in years past. So where I was screaming at my screen, mfing people for bidding me up with five minutes left, like so, every time. That's how you know John Bosch is great at auctions. It's just because in the back of your mind, you constantly think he's somewhere. He's waiting. <laughs> he's and then waiting. you see in the Voxer chat, don't let this price go. Somebody bid him up. Like, like he's a table talking son of a bitch. I think I ended oh up God. with Justin Fields in that auction. I mean, I, I don't know. I get too many leagues. But Pigs 3, Pigs Elite 3 has been in existence three years. And I have a second and third place finish, man. I need to. That's beautiful. I need to get God, a win in that one. And last so year. I was in the so final, <laughs> you know, it's a four, it's a four team final. All three teams I was going against that Alvin Kamara. So remember oh, the Kamara. The seven I touchdown came, or I came was. all the way back and I was ahead of everybody going to the Buffalo's game, but I was going against Josh Allen and I, I couldn't, that was uh, Man, one person. To I, beat me. I just, my team was so good. I had Herbert. I think my second quarterback might've been Burrow. Yeah. Your Chubb, team was stacked. Akers, Swift. I had Antonio Gibson. I would have never had... let that team go. Sorry, Tyler, not to oh rub it in. God. It's not I a fan of success. I had Hawkinson. Yeah, I don't no. like I, I, I like rebuilding and then just leaving it. Well, you're an idiot. Um, you just so like to hand it off. <laughs> Wait, what's that last part, Sal? Just that you're an idiot. Um, well, I got to yeah, edit so, two parts. Hold on, let me check the time it, of where we're at. <laughs> here's what I'm looking at. I, 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 here's what I'm figuring is that everybody has already swiped right on CD Lamb, right? Like, I'm here as like, CD Lamb's inbox is filled with every like so, so many likes. So while I've swiped right on him, he's just no, no. So now I'm staring at Jamar Chase because CD's he's definitely gone by the time Jamar gets around. Because no sane person is taking Jamar with CD there. That's just my opinion. Um, I like I like the connection with Burrow and Chase, right? I, I like the idea of that, and I held out earlier in this. Uh, this draft or auction and didn't take Lawrence because I would have rather had Burrow. So why not pair them up together? I'm going to swipe right on Mr. Chase. I like it. Tyler, I know you're swiping right on Chase here, yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's a Same. no-brainer. I love Chase. Same. I think he's he's a stud. A lot of people smarter than us uh, have him ranked as the number one receiver in these last two classes, which is part of – and CeeDee Lamb is in that class. So I think Jamar Chase is the real deal. Uh, so I'm swiping right as well. So let's get on to our next rookie. He is right behind Jamar Chase. Now, in your single QB leagues, it's kind of a toss-up between these two players who's at the 101. So you either have Jamar Chase or you have Najee Harris. So Najee Harris is 33 overall in startups right now, just ahead of DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Jones, Deshaun Watson still up there, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, so I know Najee Harris seems to be – I know a lot of people love the prospect – a lot of people love that he's in Pittsburgh. Um, I'm not necessarily afraid of the offensive line. 
but I know he can be a little polarizing. Um, it looks like he's going to touch the ball 250 plus times. I guess from a comparison with running backs, do you like Najee Harris? Are you swiping right over him, over Aaron Jones, and over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Sal? That's really yeah. where the question is. That's an easy swipe right for me. First of all, he says he's going to be touching the ball, so that's great. Want yep. to swipe right on that. That's definitely something I want to swipe right on. <laughs> I saw a nice reception the other day in practice tonight. Uh, so he's going to be catching the ball as well, Tyler. Come back to us, Tyler. Come back. Um, <laughs> is, he, is he using yeah. dude wipes while he's swiping the ball? Yeah, whatever. Right. I mean, it's, Actually, we're, we're going to break through our next sponsor. Yeah, by Manscaped. Manscaped uh, Crop Mops. <laughs> I think Najee Harris is uh he landed in the perfect spot. I it was no secret that that's who Pittsburgh was gonna go for in his draft and he landed there and I couldn't I I'm not they the Steelers might be my least favorite team in the NFL, right? I'm not a fan either, but it is but I'm I'm excited to see what he's gonna do in that spot because they need to get a balance back in that offense and he is going to be that balance. Tyler, what say you? Well, I have no shares of Najee Harris. I've had a couple chances to get him, and I'm probably going to regret it, and I'm probably not going to ever own him, and he's going to destroy my teams. Another player that played for the Steelers, exact same thing, Le'Veon Bell. Never had a share of him when he was in his prime, and he destroyed me week to week when I was going against him. So I would swipe right as much as I could, and um, yeah, give me give me all the Najee. All right. I think this next one is going to be a heavy swipe right as well. This is the bell of the ball. Yeah. The athletic Just freak, the unicorn. <laughs> he's a, he's the, the number three tight end off the board here in startups. He's 39th overall. It's Kyle Pitts, 20.7 years old. He's just a baby. Julio Jones is now out of the picture for Atlanta. We've got Kyle Pitts with Matt Ryan. So to give you some uh, more context, it's Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Kyle Pitts, Ryan Tannehill, and then followed by Calvin Ridley, Michael Thomas, Antonio Gibson, and Zeke Elliott. So, Sal, are you going all in on a tight end on these dates? Or are you like, you know what? I can get value with the position otherwise. I'm going to go with a stud receiver There's, like Ridley or Sal's Thomas. space has – like, you you set him up so much for that. <laughs> Am I going all in on a tight end in these dates? Well, I mean – are you going to turn a tight end into a wide receiver? I guess you're right. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I'm going to have to change this. To like... so, I am a believer that the Kyle Pitts, um, the Kyle Pitts mania is just – it is a bit much. I'm in a one-on-one chat for uh, for the SFB, oh and God. people are like, where would you take Kyle Pitts? I'm like, he won't be there at one-on-one. He'll already be gone. That's how <laughs> he's, he's, he's everybody the... is on him. He's but the zero point zero pick. <laughs> Based on those names that you said, I, I if thinking back, and I know Alaire is there, but and I think Clyde Edwards Alaire is going underrated this year because of the struggles I that agree. he had in year one. So he's a really good value. Mm -hmm. But does he give you the positional separation that a Kyle Pitts could give you if he's this generational talent that he's giving? No, he doesn't, right? So the only other name in that group is his teammate, Calvin Ridley. That gives mm -hmm. me a little bit of pause. That's the only other one. But, again, Calvin Ridley, uh, let me see what he's going to be without uh, – well, Julio was almost never on the opposite side. The, anyway. splits, the splits with and without Julio are both really good for Ridley. Yeah. So I'm going to say just because uh, because Kelsey's going to age out soon. Right? Oh, for sure. And we're not going to have him forever. Um, I want to get my hands on, uh, on this particular tight end. So I'm going to swipe right on that tight end. and You're going to uh, grab that tight end here. And hope that uh, I could hold on for dear life. Yeah. So I'm swiping right. 
Tyler, I assume you're, you love Pitts. Oh, geez. He's we, my sold most the farm. Rookie. we sold the farm to get Pitts. So and it's been worth it. I mean, the value's only gone up since we've we've drafted him. That is true. That is true. We have we gave up a lot, but it actually looks very small compared to what we could actually get today. Yeah, I especially think, after. I think Kyle Pitts is the guy that you go on a first date with, and then you just become obsessed. It, like <laughs> it, it, he is, he's the type of guy that you're just like sitting there, partier, young. You're just like, all right, and and like pays for your stuff and you're just like wow this is like the life this is the dream and you just hope to god that you can hang on to the share <laughs> yeah all right let's move on from the unicorn himself kyle pitts we're all swiping right hoping that we get a ring out of it we're looking to marry up oh i do want to say one thing about kelvin ridley when you're talking sure. i had a thought the other day That's kelvin nice. ridley could e- oh boy kelvin ridley could either go full antonio brown this is about when Antonio Brown went Antonio Brown in his like career. Like 1,800 yards and 15 yes. touchdowns and 130 receptions. Or, or he just stays where he's at. He just stays pat. He he doesn't go up any. And Pitts is the, the guy who goes up. That's a risk also. I mean, his ADP is going up through the roof. He could be a major sell. Just but, my I mean, Russell if, Gage. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm an, I'm an OG Russell Gage stand if you didn't know. Uh, so anyway, let's move on to our next rookie uh, coming in at number 48 overall, just after a couple of other running backs. So the aforementioned Antonio Gibson, we've got Ezekiel Elliott, we've got Miles Sanders, we've got Joe Mixon just ahead of Travis Etienne, who is just ahead of Austin Eckler. So he's right in that group of running backs where I like a lot of these players. I still I love Gibson. I still like Zeke, at least for a couple of years. Miles Sanders, I like Joe Mixon. I love I know he's frustrating. Um, but Travis Etienne, Tyler talked about him earlier. Is he going to be the gadget guy? Is he going to be the run? Is he going to share carries with Robinson? The wild card here is Urban Meyer. It's kind of like that. Travis Etienne is dating someone where you look at the picture and you're like, oh, they're really good looking, but there's no details in the profile. So you don't know anything about them, but you <laughs> like them. Um, that, is, that is way too good of an explanation. <laughs> right. So you're like, wow, this, this chick's pretty hot. I'm just going to like them. And, but you don't know, they could be a psycho, a total off the rails, Jekyll and Hyde, but you're like, you're just going by the looks. I feel that that is Travis Etienne here. Sal, would you agree? I feel like you know too much about those profiles. I was today. thinking that too, Sal. <laughs> I mean, Maybe we need to go hey, I get did on my the. Re- I did my research before this episode. Okay. We need to get on the phone. With I'm just saying Mrs. my inbox, Eddie, my inbox Mrs. is Eddie. fire right now. Mrs. Eddie, we need to get a hold of her. Just just warn her. Maybe just say, hey, you know, pool Doug. He's spending too much time on the pool, taking pictures. Just just watch it. My shirt off, been working out. You know. Whoa, you know, just saying. Sunday night. Doug never Doug never wears sleeves. Even I, even when I hate he was sleeves. big. Even when he was big, Doug. It's true. <laughs> so the big D. Um anyway, big D. Uh hey. <laughs> Where did we go? Um, Tyler just died. Antonio Gibson was in that group? Antonio Gibson, yep. It was uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon, Mixon, and then Travis Etienne. So I agree with you. Eckler after. Yeah, Eckler, he's going to be one of those guys that just keeps proving me wrong. If he's healthy and they intelligently play him the role that he played two years ago so that he could stay healthy, then he could be what he was, which was a top five PPR running back. But he's not the guy that's got to get the ball every down. Of that grouping, it's Gibson for me, right? First and foremost, out of, out of the rest of them. So, if Gibson's there, I'm going to pass on uh, Etienne and, and get Gibson. But I, I do think that Etienne, I think 
Robinson's going to eventually move on in a, in a near future. I mean, they're not paying him anything, so. Yeah, I think he's going to move on in the next year or so, and it'll be at the end. So you might have to wait a little bit. Like, you might swipe right on Etienne, and it'll take him a little bit of time to get back. Because he's to got you. a lot of interest. Yeah. yeah, you'll be like, oh, and then one day it'll be like, oh, I swiped on this dude like a month ago, and he's just getting back to me today. And I'll be like, whatever, he looks good. He looks good. And he stopped posting that picture with his with his with his friend, which was James Robinson. Yeah, and come to find out, it's actually a bot, and you're like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, <laughs> well, the Russian bots are pretty hot. So. so. <laughs> Can so you send I, me money? <laughs> I'm, at that price, I'm actually going to go left. And yep. the issue is with me is I, I love uh, the next running back we're going to probably talk about. I'd rather have him over Etienne. And I actually have more shares of Etienne just because I, you know, here I'm thinking in home leagues, hey, Travis Etienne's that he's a household name. Nope. Mm-hmm. get take He's taken over Etienne. And I think people are starting to realize like, hey, with Urban Meyer, there's a lot of risk. There's a lot more risk than people realize. And, I mean, it could be a trap. Or it could be Alvin Kamara 2.0, and hmm. we could have gotten a steal. Could be an Adm- Admiral Akbar situation and totally be a trap. That is very true. So let's move on to our next player. Coming in at 61 overall, it is our next QB off the board, which is right from your home state, Sal. It's Zach Wilson of the New York Jets. Now, he is going just after... Darren Waller, Amari Cooper, and Mike Evans. And he's going right before Matt Ryan, David Montgomery, Juju Smith-Schuster, Brandon Ayuk, and Kirk Cousins. So to give you some quarterback, it's Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins after him. And the quarterback going ahead of him is Matthew Stafford and Baker Mayfield. So I kind of like Zach Wilson here. I mean, he's got a pretty face. His mom's kind of hot. So like maybe it's a package deal. I don't know. Um, But I think Zach Wilson in Superflex Leagues ended up being a value for some people at the 107, 108, where people were not really digging his game. What are your thoughts on that, Sal? You swiping right on that pretty face from the the, the state of Utah? First, first, my thoughts on his mom. It, um, can you just chill out and let it be your son's time? Like, seriously. It, yeah. Just stop. That's, I what, mean, that's just, what moms do. No, this is this is it's too like much. it's like, like a fine. it's like a Lamelo ball type thing or yeah, the she's ball trying family. too yeah. hard. If you're in New York, she's trying way too hard it's like oh here's my 15 minutes all right but is it up yet so anyway (laughs) he is a good looking kid uh he's been all over the the new york islander games a lot of the jets o-linemen have been there with him he's making his way around the city which is nice that's long island but i like him over those quarterbacks in dynasty for sure i don't know about year one but in dynasty i like him over those quarterbacks Mm -hmm. um you know waller gives me a little bit of pause but I already swiped right on field, so maybe I can afford to pass on Waller at this point. Um, yeah, it was what were the wide receivers that were in this neighborhood? It was Amari Cooper, Mike out, Evans, and out, Juju Smith-Schuster, and out. Brandon Ayuk, and, Ayuk Paul, and T. Higgins is yeah. right there too. See, Ayuk is the one that could yep. be those two receivers. I would rather have over yeah. Wilson. I think it's. It's not Wolfram. even a question. Yeah. 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 I could see what you're saying because it's the Jets, right? Even Chase it. Claypool is a little bit behind Higgins. He's two spots behind him. Uh, I'd, I'd rather have the quarterback over Claypool. Okay. I, I, I know I'm an Notre Dame fan, but hmm. man, he needs to grow up per se off the yeah, field. Yeah. He's, he's been a little, he's been following the juju thing. He's been a little Im- immature. Yeah. yeah. So Taking here's what I'm saying. Down. Zach Wilson then becomes like, he looks good, but I've, gone down this road with the ones that look good before 
his location is terrible, you know? And it's like, hmm. You're, you're, from like, you're too far away from me to date you. <laughs> yeah, so I think I end up oh, like... The, the, thing, the thing with Wilson is I, I really like Elijah Moore. Now, is it going to be a situation where Elijah Moore makes him a better quarterback, or is it going to be Zach Wilson makes him a better receiver? I think in the coming future, and personally, I think Elijah Moore is a plus Jarvis Landry when Jarvis Landry was Jarvis Landry. So that I think that could be a situation where there could be a little fool's gold. I've tried to get a lot of Elijah Moore. I like him too. His I stock think has been up though. To the Twitter chatter on Elijah Moore the last couple of weeks. You know, a player that has not has been kind of hidden, Rondell Moore. Like, yeah, I agree. It, Similar those ADPs. Two neck and, those two were neck and neck. And then like you haven't heard anything. All you heard was Cliff is going to to make specific plays for him. Mm-hmm. I there's a lot of rookies in this ADP that are like I should go buy this guy. Like I put out Gainwell as a major buy for me on Twitter because he's on, you know, he hasn't been talked about. And yet you've heard the coaching staff say they're not going to be committing to a three down back. Well, you know, I, well, I'll tell you my thing on on uh, Elijah Moore. He's the, he's the wide receiver that the Giants should have taken when they took Kadarius Tony. So now they're going yes, to watch correct. that in New York for however many years. Now, what's that, what that has done now is make Tony a real value. Oh, he's fallen to the end of second right? rounds. Yeah, First round draft pick. I get it. That doesn't always amount to anything. We've seen first round draft picks. Nikhil Harry. <laughs> Now, will Tony be wearing shoes? That's the biggest thing I've heard on him throughout camp is like, oh, he's got his shoes off. Oh, he's if not If it practicing. makes him play better, then he could play barefoot. I don't give a shit. Remember, <laughs> remember Shoelace from Michigan? Remember like, hey, if you play better Bernard than Robinson, shoes, just to, to go out there with your shoes untied. I don't give a damn. Yeah, yeah, those I mean, weird shoes. Tom Dempsey kicks with half a foot. Who cares? Wear, wear, that, wear that shoe that just is shaped as a foot with some spikes those on it. freak me out. Yeah, they they honestly do. Like, how can you wear them? I, I hate they just, things they look my weird. tiny toes. They look weird. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not apologizing. If you wear those shoes, congrats, but not for me. All right, let's get we to our a, next. Hold on, we got a question quick. Oh, sure, go ahead. Uh, Scott Kraft, Sal, we're, we'll let you answer this since you're the guest and you are very knowledgeable. Uh, how do you feel about people drafting St. Brown over Tony in rookie drafts? You guys all know my answer. I'm, I'm okay with it. So, Seth, what's your answer? Yeah, so I think uh, St. Brown's got a lot less competition than Tony does in his offense. Um, I, I like Daniel Jones a little bit more than I like Goff at this point, but it's gonna be it's gonna be opportunity. Um, do the Giants force feed Kadarius Tony because they took him so high, or does he just become the guy that we all you know <laughs> thought he was gonna be when he was overdrafted, so to speak? So I don't mind it. You know, it's it's it's. I think it's six of one, half dozen of the other. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, I thought would be better in college and better coming out higher ranked. I was so uh, contractually obligated to mention Jeremy Ruckert every time I'm on. Oh yeah, of course. When Jeremy was a senior in high school, and I watched all the high school games that he was in, all star games. I watched Trevor Lawrence back then. I watched Amon Ross St. Brown, and when I watched him play, and maybe you say, oh, it's the the, it's the stature. He reminded me of Steve Smith because of his attitude as well. He yeah. reminded me of that type of fiery kid. So if that is still there, which I'm sure it is, and he comes from a family of studs, right? Have you ever seen what this guy's father looks like? He's a beast. And, and his, his brother, eh, you know, 
he could be a little bit better, hey, maybe. Hey, four-year breakout. That's yeah. what's coming. Equinemia St. Brown. Watch out now. So I don't I don't mind it. Um where are they in the ADP, Doug? Do you where are they in relative to each other? That's something you could get quickly. Tony yeah, and St. Brown. See, I can take a look. Uh keep talking. I'll, I'll get it. I'll just say I'll talk a little bit about them. Uh I, for me. St. Brown, I actually had way ahead of Tony as a prospect. I'm with you, Sal. Uh, I mean, five-star guy coming out, St. Brown. When when you hear the family videos of like, oh, who who's the better receiver? And and all the guys are like, oh, it's Amon Ra. And then Amon Ra goes, it's me. Like, that's the attitude I want on a receiver, especially at his size at 6'1", 195, phenomenal route runner. Like, Dan Campbell is going to love this guy. Because he, him and Dan Campbell have the kneecap biting type mentality. And I think Amon Ra, I mean, people all, what's the other receiver there? Quintez. Yes. Uh, I, honestly, Tyrell give, Williams. Me all the, give me all the St. Brown I can get right now because he's going to be dirt cheap right now. And in season when he's catching six balls for 70, 80 yards, that's when you're going to just be like, comfortable with him in your starting lineup because he's going to get you points in PPR leagues. So it looks like Kadarius Tony right now in DLF ADP startup is going around the 151 spot. Um, Bacardi shout out. Wow. Um, right ahead of Mike Williams and Gabriel Davis positionally. Uh, T.Y. Hilton and Christian Kirk. He's also going before them. And then on the very same page, Amon St. Brown is about 15 players down, so about 165. He's going after Brian Edwards and before the crazy, wacky Cole Beasley. Um, as well as Paris Campbell and McCole Hardman. So I love St. Brown in that area. Um, Let's just say both. I mean, both of them seem like they're values. Yeah. I mean, Tony in most of our Superflex leagues, Tyler, was going late second 210. round. 210. 210 and St. Brown was around 304, maybe even Actually, earlier St. sometimes. St. Brown was earlier than Tony in that league just because uh, Garrett Price with Dynasty Nerds, if you follow them, he's a big fan of Amon Ra St. Brown, big fan of college football, watched. It, it, Garrett is a guy who goes out and gets his guy, which I love. And St. Brown was his guy. I hated it because I wanted him at 210. And yet I ended up with Tony and then traded Tony because I did not feel great about myself personally drafting Tony. <laughs> yeah, I think Tony is a case. So, you know, I mean, this is maybe a terrible comparison, but I think we all remember when Josh Allen was drafted by the Bills and in Superflex leagues, he was he slid to the second round. Two and, one, two and people four. took him just because yeah. he was a quarterback, and that paid off. I mean, Tony, first round capital. You look at his tape; the kid was electric. Now the breakout age and the production doesn't—it's not in his favor when comp to other, um, you know, rookies. His reception perception is god awful. Yeah, it's not good. So it's—it's—he's a very polarizing player. But I think in the late second round, I mean, that's kind of where you got to get those guys. And if you hit on him, it's huge. And if you don't, it's a late second round pick. So that's how also, I feel about it. I do want to give a shout out. I just signed up for uh, Matt Harmer's reception perception, the, nice. the website. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. You get to enter into a discord chat, which is fantastic. I mean, everybody's super nice. You have a question. They'll help you out. And I mean, I love being in this discord chat. Is he a new, who's that man? I'm a new guy in the industry new guy. Yeah. I think he's new. He's, up, he's got only coming. like a couple of hundred. Yeah. Followers. He's following my yeah. lead. He lost a bunch of weight, got into fantasy football. Analysis. Did he, uh, did he used to have a show called backyard banter? I think so. Oh, yeah. you should go listen to episode 50, first 10 minutes, the guest that's on. Oh, I think I was on that show, too. It's it's, it's Maybe. me. I'm, I'm live. Not you. Not what you mailed in. Friggin I, him and I opened the show for 10 minutes. All right, Tyler? It's him and me. I heard you. Not as impressive <laughs> as me. 
right. Let's do a few more rookies here for time's sake. I'm going to I'm gonna go over our next one, who Tyler really is chomping at the bit to swipe right on. So just after Zach Wilson, who's 61st overall, we have Javonta Williams from Denver at 64th overall. Um, he's ahead of Juju. He's ahead of Ayuk and T. Higgins. Um, from a running back perspective, this is kind of a dead zone um, for running backs. It's a lot. It's he's after Josh Jacobs. He's right after David Montgomery, and he is before our next running back is Chris Carson, all the way down towards wow. the bottom of the page, and Kareem Hunt. Oh my God, I'm I'm I couldn't I can't swipe right. I gave a, I'm giving him a super like. You know so, what a super like is? You only get like five of those a day. Uh, or you know, pay for them, right? Yeah, I mean, if you have the <laughs> if you have the monthly subscription, you get five a day. Um, I'm just saying, like, I hate the fact that he landed in Denver, right? Because I'm a Raiders fan. This do we like, though? Do I we? do no, just because he's a Raiders fan. I do as a Raiders fan. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't hate it for him as a player. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to take that position over immediately, and I want him over every one of those running backs that you just yeah, named. yeah, absolutely, super, easily. So I'm like super like, what's up? Tyler, I yeah. know you're super liking as well. Oh my god! Like the kid's twenty, uh, going to be twenty-one, like close. To He's twenty-one point one. Yeah, and there's Happy already birthday. rumors of him beating out Melvin Gordon. Like there's there's rumors already. Denver, if they have any cap troubles, Melvin Gordon could be a cap casualty, and they would not. Or lose. if they try to get Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> they would not lose. They'd only gain positivity for that team because man. Javante Williams is is a beast. You guys remember when Royce Freeman was a first round pick in rookie drafts? Pepperidge Farm remembers. Don't you dare put that on us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next rookie. He is a wide receiver from Tim's Philadelphia Eagles. It's Devonta Smith. So he's coming out. I don't have the numbers. I'm going to give DLF some feedback when they bring up their ADP. Just have the numbers next to the name. I had to do all these in my head. It's a pain in the ass. Anyway, he's about he's in the early 70s. It's Devonta Smith. He is just behind Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and just ahead of Deontay Johnson, Julio Jones, and Robert Woods at the wide receiver position. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity for Smith in year one. He's a little skinnier. I like the girls a little thicker. Um, So I I don't know if I'd swipe left on him from appearance-wise, but, you know, he's got the production. So, uh, Sal, what do you think? Is he too skinny for you, or are you just going to be like, you know what, I can dig it? Here's the problem. He's another guy that I can't stand the fact that he plays for Denver. Cortland Sutton is right there. And I've been on other shows, and I've said that Cortland Sutton is the undervalued steal of startups right now because it's like people just forgot. And Cortland Sutton, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I think he could be the number one overall ranked wide receiver in in Dynasty. That's how good I think he is. That's how – Damn. I think that – Super like – Like – yeah, no. Somewhere I'm, Nick Whalen is just jumping for yeah. joy. So that South Park gift. That that's Randy. my hot take. My hot take right there. So if Colin Sutton's there, I, I, I like you, uh, Devonta, but um, I pass. And yeah, it's, uh, I'm sick of these Eagles weapons. Everybody is quote unquote quote, weapons. They bring back this 35 guys deep in every position, and all of them get a chance to play because they all get hurt. Can't take it anymore with the Eagles. Give me Colin Sutton. All right, Tyler. This is a tough one. So I've actually been in a trade discussion with uh, with good friend Shane Manila. And I've actually asked him if he would do Judy, who he has, for Devonta Smith. They're now, right next to I, each other. I, I was going to say, I like Judy. And, and Smith has a Justin Jefferson feel to me. 
people are kind of doubting him. They're kind of lower on him. It like, oh, well, he's with the Eagles and all that stuff. Smith's tape is awesome. Like, I next to Judy's tape was great. His his rookie year, Smith, I think, was better. His remember he's the, he's the Black Widow Spider on our Animal Comp episode. Just saying. I just seriously, Smith's tape was so good, and he's just. I get he's small and skinny, but the bend he has and the Whoa. ability to do <laughs> the ability to do what he can do in routes is he can twerk it low. Awesome. Like Smith is so smooth. I I can't if Hertz is decent, Smith is going to succeed. Just because Smith I, I think is going to be that uh, between you know the the 10 20 like the the yard is throwing i think his I, I just don't know i think smith is going to be justin jefferson this year and i've got that feeling so i'm going to swipe right i li- i love smith i love the doubt people have in him just because that has been his career like smith has been doubted on his whole entire career and what he did to ohio state hmm. should be he should be wanted for tons of crimes for what he did to those mm. corners and he got hurt at half and it was 200 yards like that's insane he was he was it was like thanksgiving dinner he was just carving them up left and right and he's so smart he's so good at what he does his craft is so good eagles that's my only worry the eagles because mm. the eagles have a tendency to destroy value in fantasy they did it with miles sanders Jalen Rager. They're doing it with Dallas Goddard. JJ Arthega was. Oh man. Apparently he's he's looked I don't care. Like a person in camp. Like Move he's been the tight there. end at this point. I don't <laughs> care. And I I like Smith. I just feel like he can't not succeed. So I, I'm all in on Smith. But what's your opinion? Judy or Devonta Smith? Who would you rather have? I would take I I I like the point you made. Um about Smith. So I'm, I'll stick it with Cortland Sutton, but I would take him over Judy. Um, and I think Judy is he's going to be a good wide receiver too. I do think he'll be a good wide receiver too, but yeah, no, it, Smith has that, that crazy. Devonta could be the alpha on his team where as long as Cortland Sutton's there, Judy's not going to be that. So that's my opinion with Judy is Judy could be an Amari Cooper. Like the career arc could be the same. Cooper had that career where it was like a thousand yards, six touchdowns, a thousand yards, six touchdowns, some injuries. And then he moved on to Dallas and became that dude. I think Judy could be the same where it's like until either Sutton leaves or Judy leaves. I think Judy has some years where you're going to be stuck kind of like, oh, I wish I could see more out of this guy. Okay. So 2018. So I'm a, I'm a Raiders fan. We've mentioned it a couple of times. And Amari Cooper was always like slightly disappointing. He was good, right? Yeah. But he was slightly disappointed and we got a, a first round draft pick for him which was amazing so my best friend is a cowboys fan he's like hey we're gonna go to the uh thanksgiving game 2018 so we fought to dallas they're playing uh, the washington football team and this son of a bitch amari cooper scores three touchdowns with me in attendance i'm like who the fuck is this guy who is this guy <laughs> who is this son of a coop they're all cheering I'm like who is he i never seen him before and yeah so yeah i was a little hurt by that but guess Guess who Dallas plays on Thanksgiving Day this year? Oh, is it the is it the Las Vegas Raiders? It's the Las Vegas Raiders, and we are going back. Revenge gonna, game narrative, Amari Cooper. I'm gonna game. boot at Amari Cooper to the cows come home. Nice. Like By the way, just just as uh, people know, Derek Carr is the most hated quarterback in Superflex leagues, but and yet he's decent. He's, he's decent. He's like decent. that. 
Yeah. I, I don't is, get it. He is my number two quarterback on almost every single. He is the he is the picture boy for QB two. Yeah. Like that's yeah. your guy. That's who him you want. Baker Baker Mayfield is standing next to him, trying to <laughs> squeeze in next to him. If oh, I have the two of them on one roster together, but I also have Herbert and uh, Herbert He's, and what's the other guy? There's a who's there's the guy? A who humble played, Greg. The guy who played for the Jets and went to the Panthers. I got that guy too. Donald. Yeah, Sam Donald. Sam so. Donald. I have all four of those guys on one roster. But, no, if I play in 12 Dynasty Leagues, it's 12 or 13, he's on 10 or 11 of them. Like, there's maybe two leagues where I don't Rock, He's so, he's Rock, so cheap. So cheap. All right. So let's keep, oh, he, go ahead. Scott Fishbowl. He's a perfect Scott Fishbowl quarterback. He yeah. really is. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. We got two more rookies here in the top 150, and we're going to end there. I think that's a good end point for us. The first of those rookies, just after Devonta Smith, about 10 spots down, is going to be – his college teammate from Alabama went higher than him in the draft at 106 to the Miami Dolphins, and that's Jalen Waddle. So he is just behind Robert Woods and Kareem Hunt, just before LaVisca Chenault, Cooper Cup, and DJ Chark. So I, I know the comparison a lot of people was Tyree Kill. There is no other Can't Tyree Kill. I'm yeah, sorry. Can't do it. It's not a thing, so stop with that. Um, I think Waddle could be a very productive player. He obviously gets his college quarterback with Tua Tagovailoa in Miami. Um, he should be a big part of the offense. So, Sal, are you liking what you're seeing enough to maybe drop him a like? It just doesn't. It doesn't feel like Burrow and Chase, right? When you say the two college teammates, it no, doesn't it doesn't. <laughs> and after the video of them being like, "Oh, I would rather have Mac Jones," it's like, yeah. oh. you know, it's weird because I think Tua is going to be one of those guys that is a better NFL quarterback than he is a fantasy quarterback. Yeah, right. I sure. think he's going to win games there and do things, and and he's a likable kid, and and I think. That's how we're gonna look at him, aka Russell Wilson. Yeah, his first and second year. I don't. Nothing excites me about the Miami offense, and they're such a well-coached team. By the way, I think that yeah, he, he's Shout a out Brian Flores. Yeah, I think he's a phenomenal coach, and I think they're gonna win games, and I think that division's ripe for the taking. But no, I, I'm gonna probably uh, swipe left on him here. Uh, what was some of the other guys in his neighborhood real quick? So the other wide receivers in the area just before him was uh, Julio Jones and Robert Woods. And then just after him were LaVisca Chenault, Cooper Cup, and DJ Chark, as well as Debo Samuel, Odell Beckham, and Adam Thielen, if you yeah, want so a few more. So it's really LaVisca for me in that group. Yeah. Out of those guys, um, the other guys are all you know long in the tooth. And if we're getting down to this part of, the, of a startup anyway, we're, we're probably filling out the roster at this point with mm -hmm. some guys that could play me. But no, if I could get my hands on LaVisca in that spot, but then, you know, he would be the guy after that if you lumped him with that group. But, yeah, it would be LaVisca over him for me. All right, Tyler, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm with Sal. It's between Visca and Waddle. And I actually would probably go with Waddle. So I'm actually going to swipe okay. right here. Um, I think it's just a draft capital. Um, the coaching, I think I trust more in Miami, which is weird to say, than, than Jacksonville. So it's not weird to say. And... <laughs> And I, I, I like Waddle's speed. I think they can use him in different ways. Same with Visca. They are neck and neck to me. I think Visca, Visca and Ayuk have been my two biggest buys this offseason. And I actually wasn't on them last year. So it just it just goes to show maybe you shouldn't listen to me year one, year two. You should listen to me. I was all about and Visca. Yeah, you guys were. I was afraid about the injuries and all that, but uh, bad combine. Yeah, really if, if they if they can use him as a, a typical receiver, I'm all in on Visca. I think him and Lawrence are going to make beautiful music together. But I mean, Waddle, Tua, that that could be also magic. 
the issue there is I think Lawrence is a better quarterback by far than Tua personally. And I'm with you, Sal. I think Tua is going to be that kind of he, he's going to he's going to sit in that quarterback 14, 15 range for his first career unless he really gets in that Russell maybe Wilson he's, mode Maybe he's the like, next Derek Carr. I was just going to say he's the perfect yeah. QB too. Exactly. Same <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Speaking of which, so we've got our last player that we want to go over here, and that is a quarterback, the 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 number five quarterback in this class for pretty much everyone. It was Mac Jones. So lots of quarterbacks in this range. So Mac Jones is right around, well, I'd say 180 in startups. Um, again, no numbers, DLF, WTF. Um, but the quarterback's just ahead of him, just a few spots. Daniel Jones is about eight spots ahead. And then you've got Sam Darnold, Jared Goff, and then Mac Jones. Right after Mac Jones is the aforementioned Derek Carr. And that's it for quarterbacks in this range. And then we go all the way down to we start to get in the 151s, which was Kadarius' Tony. Uh, Kadarius' is Tony? Oh, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> Kadarius' is Tony. Maybe that's what his – I don't know. I'm not going to go into pet names for things, but uh, maybe that's what he calls it. So anyway, uh, so Mac Jones, in that range of those quarterbacks, Sal, are you looking at the the dad runner himself, the swaggy Magoo, Mac Jones, um, over guys like Derek Carr, Jared Goff, Sam Darnold, uh, and Daniel Jones? So I like Daniel Jones uh, more than probably most. Mm-hmm. So I beat I beat Daniel Jones over him, right? The other guys, I, I mean, I have one roster where my 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 superflex quarterbacks are Goff and Derek Carr, so I have the the consummate number oh. twos. You'll get some QB one. one weeks here and there, yeah. <laughs> so, the, here's the, so here's the problem with Carr, right? As much as I I just said good things about him, and I'm a Raider fan, blah 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 blah. I don't know how long his stay is going to be in Vegas after this year, right? Because if they don't win this year, in reality, it's Gruden that should be moving along. We know he's not going to Yeah, I was going to say you got six more years of him or so. It's not going anywhere. Even Mayock. I just can't stand watching a draft with either one of them. Alex Leatherwood. Really? Yeah. Damon Arnett. Huh? What? It's Every time you watch, you're like, Cleveland Felon. What? Cleveland Farrell. Yeah, Feral, number four cool. overall, Cleveland like really. Furl. Furl. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I'll take Mac Jones over some of those older guys that are there, right? Just because he's going to New England and it could be. He also seems like the guy that would definitely buy dinner on the first date. Yeah. Well, then you know what? Swipe right. He's got, he does have man boobs, right? So, <laughs> something to. Hey, the dad bod is in. Yeah. And he's got it at 23 years old. That is fantastic. I mean, he succeeded what we only wanted to achieve in our 30s. He's already gotten his 30s. Tw- like early 20s. I'm in my 40s and trying to go the other way. I don't know. What yeah, same here. Now. I'm uh, same here, Sal. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so, Tyler, you swiping right on Mac Jones here? I would actually rather have Sam Darnold than Mac Jones. Uh, I think that's, that's one fair. of them. I mean, Darnold's uh, still super young, just 24 years old. Yeah. And and I think with uh, Joe Brady, I think can revive his career. I think Joe Brady is a fantastic offensive mind. The issue with that is how long is Joe Brady going to be the offensive coordinator there before he gets a head coaching job? Yeah, Matt year. Rule is a great coach too, so I I'm not really that nervous. If it was like a like an Atlanta situation where you know you have the head coach and then Shanahan's your offensive coordinator, then I would worry. But I think Matt Rule is a good a good. NFL mind enough to to kind of keep Darnold on the on the straight and narrow and on the path to succeed. 
So yeah, I'd rather have Darnold than Mac Jones. And who are the other quarterbacks? The other quarterbacks, uh, Derek Carr was going after Mac Jones, and it was Jared Goff, Sam Darnold, and Daniel Jones ahead of Mac Jones. I think out of those, Daniel Jones would be very close, and then I think I'd rather have him over Goff. I mean, Jones could be out of a job after this year. Yes, that is true. And and I think the whole entire Giants team could be out of a job after this year. Joe is going to get judged as head coach. Yes. Gettleman could be gone, hopefully. For, for New York's sake. But yeah, I I think Mac Jones, I mean, I heard on a podcast they made Matt Castle look great. I mean, this is the same same type of team that and same offense that made Matt Castle look good. Garoppolo, he hasn't looked amazing outside of New England, but in New England, he looked very promising. His healthy year, they got to the Super Bowl and he was yes. a he was a he was a high end QB too. Yeah. So I think Mac Jones at at worst, I think, is a quarterback too. At best, he could be, you know, quarterback eight, nine around that range. So yeah, sure. I, I, I'm I like swiping, I'm swiping white on uh, swiping right on Mac Jones because I'm already hearing really good things out of Patriots camp. I've seen some clips of Cam Newton throwing the football in camp, and guys, he's it is, done. It is ugly. So I think Cam Newton. It's going to be the classic. He's going to start the season. He's going to get us through Week Four when the Patriots play Tampa. Tom Brady comes back to New England. They're not putting Mac Jones out there in that game. It's going to be after that game. They're going to make the transition, and it's going to be Mac Jones after that. I have a feeling that's he's a looking, great theory. He's, he's looking, he's looking really good in camp. They're throwing things at him with the playbook, and he's super smart, and he's adjusting. I think that it, it, Cam Newton's time is going to be short. So if he has one good game at the beginning of the season, trade him while you can um, if you can find someone to take him. But I think it's going to be Mac Jones at least by week five. It's going to be after that Tampa game. Doug, where is it that you live again? I live in Rhode Island. I'm about 45 minutes from Gillette Stadium. So you're a New England guy, right? Yes. Yep. But you sound like a normal human being. Does it hurt you you as much to listen to Dave Gellerman as it does me? I mean, I understand we have New York accents, and I can say New York, or I can say New York. Uh, Yeah, right. I can be a little bit clearer sometimes. And sometimes when I get relaxed. But my goodness, listening to that man talk, here in this in this state in this city is painful. Um, the Boston accent, the Rhode Island accent is even worse. It's not quite as common or well known, but it is. So speaking of Tinder, if you if you were dating in the Boston area, and you happen to be talking to someone from Boston, as soon as a a lady or even a man opens his mouth with that Boston Boston accent, they might go from a nine and go all the way to like a five. Yeah, well, it's just really- unattractive. It's just unattractive. I can't. Just so constantly feed them food. Yeah, pretty much just to keep their mouth shut. <laughs> I like the strategy stuff. Just, I feel hey, like that's how I gained weight. You want some oh, more dessert? You want another quick. dessert? Cool. All right, let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that accent, um, I'm from New Hampshire originally. Uh, I, my accent does come through a little bit when, especially when Tyler and I are playing online and there's something exciting going on, I might slip up and give him a, what the fuck kid or something like that. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we learned to, when I first started podcasting, I was like, "Are you doing out south from New York? How you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, I remember that. I remember that." Sound like such a moron. I would say, "But what an idiot you sound!" I'm a tough guy. Try to sound like a human for a second. I mean, accents from local—it's when you're around your friends and the people you grew up with, it just becomes so comfortable, right? Yeah, you slide into that. Sure, absolutely. I talk to studs like you, gents. I gotta, I gotta sound human. 
You sound very human to us. So that is going to wrap us up for our Tinder episode. Thank you so much, Sal, for joining us. I, Sal, I want to give you the stage, the platform. Um, give us your dating profile on where we can find you and what's going on. I want you to sell yourself to us so we can swipe right, not only as uh, people that are here on the podcast, but the people listening at home. So give us your best audible dating profile on why Sal is um, swiping right for his fantasy football dating site. Well, you know, at Salito FF, S-A-L-L-E-T-O-F-F. And what you're going to find there is a guy who sometimes is obnoxious, will sometimes say some off-color stuff, but it's always in, in, in jest and always in good fun. I break Tyler's balls all the time on Twitter, and it's just because I like him so much. He's a good dude. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm breaking your balls, it's because I like you. Yep. But you're also going to find a guy who could be happy to be a part of um, Scott Fish's charity and what we're doing over at the SFB Podathon that's wrapped around and built around the Scott Fish Bowl. And if you're the first time you're seeing me or hearing me or hearing about this, we do a live 24 hour show that kicks off the same day as the draft. So, July 5th, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, we kick off with the biggest names in the industry and we go 24 hours. Me, Steve, and Kevin, we're on the full 24 with the biggest names, the smallest names newcomers, oldcomers, whatever. We we talk fantasy football. We talk life. We talk fun. This year, because the Scott Fishbowl is based around uh, music, those are the divisions, we're adding a musical element. People in the fantasy community have, have uh, sent into us some parody songs, some awesome. original music, stuff that's really good. I happen to land in a division with Nixon. I don't know if you, Nixon, if you know who Nixon is, but he's the lead singer of Framing Hanley. And they're really good, like really good. And he's agreed to allow us to play some of their music on a podathon. So we're going to have a lot of fun this year. So what you're getting in me is um, a guy who's family first, love my kids first and foremost, and a big shout out to you gents for uh, Father's Day and anybody who's watching, listening for Father's Day, and a guy who believes in doing good in the world and believes that it's 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 not that serious. Treat everybody equally. That's all. That's all races. That's all sexual orientations. That's all backgrounds, religions. I'm not a religious guy, but if you are, good for you, man. Uh-huh. Do you and treat everybody equally. So, uh, even the you know, redheads. Yeah, even this soulless bastard, Tyler Goofman. Um, if you could you know, say my last name right, maybe that would hit, but you didn't. So, Tyler Goonthner. No, yeah, I always call him Goonthner. A hard you. I always call him Goonthner. It's German. Anyway, yeah, uh, I, I like to laugh, I like to have a good time. And I like to make people feel uh, feel good about themselves. Awesome! You guys have a goal this year for Podathon? Yes, fifty thousand dollars. We we raised forty two thousand last year. I put up a number of ten, and we raised forty two thousand. That is absolutely amazing. Will I be upset if we don't hit fifty? No, I'll be up, I'll be happy that we get anything. Any any yep. money we get for this community that's the right attitude absolutely. is amazing. But if we can hit fifty. Think about how many kids we could bring a better Christmas to. We got to get some of these um, bands and players involved, man. We can cr- we can crush that. I think Easy. we will. I think yeah. we will crush it this year, guys. Um, so yeah, check me out. Also at SFB Podathon is the other page. Uh, and, and go there. You'll find a list. Um, you'll find the links to donate. You'll find the people who are going to be on a show schedule, all that good stuff, and uh, we'll have a good time. Awesome. Thanks for our invite. Looking forward to it. <laughs> you guys will find your way in. We'll find our way in. We always do. It's tra- it's tradition at this we get, point. We get the 3 a.m. slot, but it's That's okay. Fun. We'll That's rock Peter. it. That's Peter Gent. I was going to say that was Peter Howard. He's always up super late. That wouldn't surprise me. I can't understand what he says. No, he can't come back. <laughs> That's, That's, you should, you should also, play Fortnite with him. Oh, my God. You should hear his <laughs> mic echo. It's terrible. Uh, 
anyway, so for Doug, for Tyler, for Sal, thanks for joining us on the Dynasty Happy Hour. That was a great episode, Sal. Thank you once again. Check out SFB Podathon. Donate to Fantasy Cares, all the things. It is the best thing about fantasy football, in my opinion, year in and year out. Support it however you can, whether it's buying a shirt, donating, whatever you need to do, just do it. It's for the best cause ever, and it's one of my favorite times of the year um, to be able to be blessed to participate in SFB again this year, along with Tyler and Sal. So thank you for tuning in to the Dynasty Happy Hour. We will see you next week.